So I would like to address uh, something that seems to be very confusing. Here I am saying that when it comes to a kid in pain, a kip, that we have to love them, not be marachik them, no consequences, right? No, no, no hitting, no punishing, no yelling, no, no loving consequences, no, no border. And here, on the other hand, you have people saying, The Mishlei says, Shlomo Melech says in Mishlei, if you withhold the rod, you're hurting your child, you hate your child. How are you going to make a mensch out of him if you don't punish him, if you don't show him right from wrong, if you don't give him consequences? You stole my car, you can't have the car anymore. You went ahead and took my credit card, I'm not giving you money. You don't go to work, you're not going to have money. I have, to, I have to teach you, and this is all the stuff I get from the parents. i got to teach them right from wrong. They have no value of money. How are they going to learn? How can we enable them? And we're going to cushion them. We're going to ruin them. You're ruining your child when, when, they, when they don't do something to say, it's okay, Shefala. That's what they're telling us. And on the other hand, also, Viter makes it even harder. Look at the Torah. Consequences thrown out of home. Tons of punishments. The whole world of pain that we had. There were consequences. Hashem didn't say, Oh, it's okay, Shefila. It's alright. Here's another apple. No, Hashem didn't say that. The tire is full of consequences. The eagle. 24,000 people were killed because of the eagle. There was consequences. We see the Chorah Hashem. Hashem says, If you're going to go against me, I'm going to be angry and I'm going to do horrible things. The Tayrecha. We saw the Tayrecha. We saw 6 million Jews get murdered. We saw consequences, or whatever, whatever you want to call that. That wasn't um, dropping a, a gift bomb and saying, I love you, here's a 60-inch color television with cable and an iPad and all the other stuff. So the people are confused. But I think the answer is very, very, very pashut. The answer is so pashut. When somebody is healthy and he's in a, a camp that he goes to that spends eight weeks to build them up physically... And he goes into the pool and they tell him, you have to do a hundred laps in the pool. Don't be lazy. You can do it. You have the energy, the power to do this. And then if you don't do it, I'm going to give you a consequence. That makes a lot of sense to motivate somebody. So that way they should be misgaber on their issues and on their laziness and on their whatever it is going on and do the right thing because they can do the right thing. But if you go ahead and one of those kids in the camp falls off a tree and breaks his elbows and you tell him, no, 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 no difference for you. We have to push you and give you consequences. Ki'ilu, you can do it. Then you're not using your power in the right way. You're abusing him. Ekenished, he can't do it. You're not motivating him. He doesn't finish the hundred laps and feel great about himself. That's, what, that's how you know if he could do it or not. If he does it, and how does he feel after it's done? If he feels, wow, thank you so much, you motivated me. Beautiful, he was able to do it, and you got him to do it. You're the greatest trainer in the world. And however you're going to get there, if sometimes you have to punish, fine, as long as it's working. We can discuss what best motivates kids these days. Happens to be even regular kids. His Pashit and the Svarim are writing this. That uh, so many Svarim are and They say today the hitting and the negativity doesn't work even on regular kids. But that's not our sugya. How you want to motivate a healthy kid? Not our sugya. As long as it's working. Okay. 
might as well do it nice, by the way. You can really motivate. I motivate my kid to daven all the time by not looking at him. And I put my arm, like, around his shoulder, and I touch his ear a little bit, and I look the other way. And two seconds later, I see he's davening, shuckling. I don't have to go, no, 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 no. That's just stupid. There's no, no skill there. If the nice way, mit kittens, if it works nicely, why would you go to be nasty if you're not a nasty person who's in a bad mood, irritated, and whatever? But that's not our sugya. Our sugya is... How can you give consequences if somebody cannot do it? He's sabrach and he's broken. You don't fix, you don't heal a broken somebody by breaking them. You don't heal something broken by breaking them. You heal them by fixing them. So right now, he's not muchan, he's not able to do it. If you understand that he's responding to pain and trauma. And there's always a story here, how many times we need to hear it to the top therapists and the top people who, who understand these kids. People who are out there for over 10 years will tell you unanimously, these are great kids. They're as good as your other kids who are performing. Something is bothering them. And now you want to come and say, not only is something ruining your life that is so painful that I did not defend you from, and I could not defend you from probably, and you're never and you're bleeding and you're in so much pain but now on top of that if you're not going to be functioning normally right and you're going to look to numb your pain and you're not going to do the things that I want you to do I'm now going to break you and give you consequences and then that's going to heal you why? because you turned into a dirty rotten person but it's not true you ask all the parents after they come to me a few weeks they, they get the shayfula back they realize that this kid is a sweet kid they're not doing things to hurt you it's pushing a misunderstanding don't you, don't you understand that? It's a misunderstanding. They're sweet, nice, normal, wonderful, sweet kids. They're as good as your other kids. Maybe better. Something happened to them. They can't function. Lay off. Lay off. But how could I do that? I have to teach them. All of a sudden, you have to become the mechanic of the generation. You didn't teach your other kids. You didn't teach them until now, supposedly, right? Because it didn't work. And now they're telling you, they're guilting you. You got to teach. This one didn't get it. This is the one that didn't get all of those lessons. This one didn't get the $100,000 that you spent in tuition, nowhere. The 50,000 hours they were in school, nowhere. But you're going to teach them now in this five minutes. Yes. Yeah? They grew up in first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. The same as all your other kids. They don't get any of this. But you're going to teach them now by being tough, by yelling, by screaming, by giving consequences. And this is going to be the Derek Hashem. This is what Hashem wants you to do. You're not a shmata. You're going to go ahead and tell the kid, you don't get up in the morning, or you don't dress sneeze, or you don't keep Shabbos. I'm going to be Makar of you now by beating you up, by yelling at you, by taking away things from you. And that's going to make you love Yiddish guy. You're going to love this religion. No. They're going to say, when I was down and out, and something was bothering me, and I couldn't do it, they took the Sefer Torah, and they grabbed it by the, by the front of it, by the, by the Yad, right? And they bashed me in the face with like a baseball bat. They threw the Torah at my face. They kicked me when I was down in the name of God, in the name of religion, when this was never a spiritual problem to begin with. How many people have to say this? How many people working with these kids will tell you this is not a spiritual problem? It's an emotional problem. It's a psychiatric, psycho, psycho, psychological problem. And we're making it into a religious problem. By telling them that when they can't function, instead of saying, it's okay, I understand you. I realize, I have faith in you. I have faith in you. Something's bothering you. Instead of saying that, we're yelling at them in the name of Tyra. How could you do this? How could you do this? You're going to burn. You're going to burn. They say, this is Tyra. It's a Chil Hashem. 
Tzachil Hashem. I recently had somebody that called me up and said that their, their daughter was told you can't come to the Hanukkah party unless we can make a bracha in front of you. You're dressed, you know, to, that I can make a bracha. Otherwise, you not don't come to the Hanukkah party. And I was speaking to one of the Gedoyle Hadar in America. One of the top Gedoyle. You go to the Aguda convention in 1955. None of the women would sneeze. Most of them didn't wear sheitlach and they were coming in short sleeves. Anybody said they're not invited to the Aguda convention? Any Ramesha had a problem? Biagavad, people had a problem? We dealt with it. We all had relatives 50 years ago that were, drove on Shabbos and they came to the Hanukkah party. It was our chance to be Makar of them. You tell them you can't come like this and you cut off from Yiddishkeit? You dope. Who told them that? What kind of stupid thing is that? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Is that the Torah way? So this God told me, he says, No, a karav, you mechuyiv to be mekarav. A person has an extra chiv to be mekarav, those who he's close to. If you're related to somebody, it's to be mekarav them. And this was a case where the last chance of that connection to Yiddishkeit was connecting to the father. And the father was advised, No, you tell her, if I can't make a bracha in front of you, you can't come. I told the Godel, I have a great idea for him. He should wash before she gets there. He doesn't have to make a bracha. He was laughing. I said, I said besides, why do you have to eat so much? What is, of course, the, the bracha is just a joke. It was a point to, to show how you're supposed to dress. Okay, she's not dressing sneezing. Now, how are you going to fix her? Why don't we start talking about how we're going to fix her? If telling her she can't come to the Hanukkah party will make her feel bad and change her ways and fix her. Is the Gewaldig. But you tried this already 400 times and it didn't work. It did not make her better. It didn't make her better last time. It didn't make her better two times ago. It didn't make her better 4,000 times ago. So it's not going to make her better. If it's not going to make her better, it's not a tool. Chinuch is about the outcome. Chinuch is about the end. If you make the child better today or in five years from now, in their lifetime, if they're better because of what you're doing now, it's good chinuch. If you make them bad, then it's bad chinuch. So now let's understand. Hashem has ability to do consequences for His understanding that this is better for Klal Yisrael. Hashem bettered us by killing us. That's a fact. Hashem knows how to do that and when to do that. We don't know how to do that and we don't know when to do that. In fact, we know now that the consequence that you want to give is going to make the child worse. Or we have probability that that's the case. So, to make a child better, you could do anything. Hashem, everything He does is good for us. So when Hashem killed people by the eagle or by the Holocaust, we don't understand. We don't understand. But we know He's good. So, we understand He's good. So if He's good, He has a right to do it. But what you're doing, you have no way of knowing that it's good. So you have no right to do it. You have to look at the situation and follow the advice of the experts that tell you that what you're doing has the greatest probability of making your child better. That's how you know what's right. Go out and make your child better. If not for today, then invest for tomorrow or for 10 years from now. Do things that we know we have proof over time works to be a care of your child.